0: And I'll be in your ears every week dropping some truly transformative episodes to help you become a man that you're proud to be. I'm glad you're here. Let's get to it. Hey, it's Johnny King and it's that time of year when it gets cold outside and it's kind of dreary and it's fall and there's just no better time to sit and record a podcast with the weather outside, and I'm so grateful that you're joining me. And this particular episode, I'd like to talk about something that I heard about at church this past weekend. And it's uh, it's so good. It's so simple, but it's so good. And uh, Craig Rochelle, who is a, a pastor, you can find him online on YouTube, a very popular pastor. Um, our Our other pastor at church mentioned him and this whole idea, and it really resonated for me. And Craig Rochelle has this acronym called Get Mo. Get Mo. And my first thought goes like what? To to get more money? Or uh, get more more of what? (laughs) But uh, the pastor at church this weekend said Get Mo stands for good enough to move on. And that's something that I have actually embraced. I just didn't hadn't put an acronym to it and I love that Craig did um, because I am quote-unquote a recovering perfectionist. So this episode is really for you if you are any type of a perfectionist. And it's interesting because there's certainly things where I used to be hardcore perfectionist and I've completely let go. There's other things that I'm still working to let go of and I'm trying to find that sweet spot between, you know, uh, applying oneself, applying myself towards excellence, while not being too hung up on something if it's not perfect, because it probably never will be, right? So I did notice when I was in college, especially, um, well, let's even back up before that, I I think there were, (sighs) growing up, I was, you know, one of five kids, and um, when I was privileged enough to, you know, we moved from this one house, uh, where my where I shared a room with both my brothers, and my little brother and I had uh the bunk beds, and, and my my other my older brother had a bed on the other side of the room, which he you know clearly defined with uh some some uh tape you know down the middle of the room. This is my side, and that's your guys' side, don't cross the tape. I remember that vividly. Um, But I think living in a room with two other brothers, uh, you know, the place was pretty damn crowded. Not gonna, not gonna lie. And so when I, when I had the privilege of eventually having my own room, I kept the thing spotless. Everything was put away. And I'm sure my mom was like, who the heck is this kid? You know, um, (laughs) <laughs> we got into him, and I remember being very, very intentional with keeping my room clean and organized. But then I also saw how my older brother lived his life, and uh, it was hard to see the flooring because there was clothes everywhere. And you know, there was something freeing about that. And I, and I remember, I was like, you know, I want to try that on. <laughs> so literally, I think for two, one or two years. I'm not just saying like a weekend or a week. I fully embraced for one or two years like just not organizing stuff, not putting things away, just taking them off, throwing them on the floor, getting into bed, waking up, stepping on said things on the floor, grabbing new clothes for the next day, and uh and repeating that. And uh as as freeing as that was, to some degree, I eventually actually came back around to being very kind of, let's say, perfect, coming back around to controlling my environment. And to this day, I'm pretty clean, orderly things in the closet, you know, piles are, are folded and organized and shoes are where they should be and every place everything in the house has a place. Now, um, what I was gonna say in in college, when I was an art major, I do remember uh it reared its ugly head uh, as it relates to being a perfectionist and I really struggled with ever feeling like my artwork was perfect because it never was, and I would struggle I would struggle so much I would come back and forth to you know a piece of artwork and continue to. Make little changes, and maybe not surprisingly, I would start making errors, trying to make something perfect. I'd make things worse than they were uh before I touched it, and so the the challenge for me then was, okay, when do I know that it's done and my and my art teachers would get on me like Johnny, stop like it's done it's 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 good, you're good, like let it go. And I'd be like, no, no, I need to change this. I need to change that. And uh, and I would sometimes ruin my artwork because I kept on trying to touch things up, trying to make things a little bit more realistic or a little bit more symmetrical or a little more uh like I had it in my mind. And it really, it really kind of came back and bit me. Fast forward then to um later on in my twenties when I was when I was married, I was I was so focused on creating that perfect life. And it started with having that perfect morning routine. (laughs) My morning routine had to be perfect. Otherwise, I would be deeply frustrated. And my frustration would actually start the night before, when I felt like I if for, for things to go perfectly, I had to be in bed and asleep by 10pm. And if I wasn't, then I knew I would be too tired upon waking at 6am because I absolutely needed my eight hours of sleep every single night, it had to be perfect. That This caused a lot of resistance, a lot of friction in that relationship. And then of course, I'd wake up in the morning, I'd be tired, and I wouldn't, I'd snooze, or I wouldn't be as productive as I wanted to my morning routines wouldn't be as, as crisp and precise as I would like them to be. And I and I kind of continually operated from this place of, you know, disappointment, never quote unquote, living up to my true true, true potential. So over the years, uh, over the last 1520 years, having done, you know, every Tony Robbins event, uh multiple times I'm actually going back again in a couple of weeks um to u p w for the sixth time, just because there's so much goodness in there and there's and and as we evolve, our perspectives of life evolve, and there's more and more things that can can resonate so I highly recommend if you've never been to unleash the power within u p w highly recommend it so that said, um you know I'm not getting paid for that uh, free endorsement. <laughs> You're welcome, Tony. Um, I just have realized over the years how much it has impacted my life. And I do know that um, after my mom, I passed away, my dad had come out of the closet. Uh, my my marriage was in shambles, and I was kind of picking up the the pieces. I uh, I had quit my corporate job with not a single clue as to what I was going to do. And <clears throat> I flew out to California um with my buddy Lewis because he was the the keynote speaker and we were afterwards we were actually having dinner um, and came up with the concept of my first website, lose100poundsforgood.com. I really wanted to help people similar to my parents my mom and my dad, who were overweight, and it was impacting every aspect of their lives. And so that was the idea of my first website. And so I began working on it. And I had at the time, uh, three months of a Tony Robbins coach. And sure enough, this coach really helped awaken me from this standard, if you will, this unattainable standard of perfection, that I had to let go of for me to begin actually putting things out to the world. And so I had this workbook I was working on, website copy, you know, the sales page, this product that I wanted to sell for $47, which I didn't believe in. Um, I believed I, I just didn't believe I didn't have the confidence personally. Um, even though it was actually a pretty good program when I look back in retrospect, and I'm not so judgmental as I was, you know, nearly 15 years ago. And, but I kept on tweaking it, I kept on working this, just like just like my example of my artwork in college, I kept on doing this, I kept on doing that. And I wasn't making really any progress. And I was really, really frustrated, I was stagnant, I felt like it was never going to be done which it wasn't because I was always working on (laughs) improving things that needed, didn't need to be improved. And I really, my my Tony Robbins coach ultimately said, Johnny, being a perfectionist or seeking perfection is actually the lowest human standard one could have, because achieving perfection is not humanly possible. Thus, you actually have nothing to gauge or measure your performance against, thus you don't have a standard. So you might as well get to the point where it's good enough and you can get moving forward onto other things. Just put it out there. He had to hold me accountable to that and I finally said okay and it felt so good but of course it was so scary. I really thought that like once I put you know my website live i don't know in my mind it just felt like i have this flood of people <laughs> you know who would start critiquing you know if i missed a period in the sales copy or if the product was shit listen i sold one i sold one of those programs for $47 to someone that i worked with uh and so i was like oh okay you know totally anticlimactic But I didn't realize the lesson I began learning in that moment with my Tony Robbins coach was GETMO, good enough to move on. G-E-T-M-O, good enough to move on. And it was, the program was good. It was good enough at that point with what I had learned and what I had, you know, studied in terms of, you know, online marketing to move on to actually then marketing it, selling it. And so I've, I've really leaned on that uh, for a lot of my career ever since. Putting out videos then on my, on my gym website, marketing myself on Groupon and Amazon deals over the years, doing all those things of actually putting myself out there on social media, that can be super scary, especially for a perfectionist, where I felt like I had to say everything correctly. I had to make sure that everything was perfect. Because then I, if it's, ultimately, if it's perfect, then I'll be appreciated and loved for my output. And that, and that is ultimately the driver underneath. For people that are perfectionists, they believe that they have to be perfect in order to receive respect, love, admiration, whatever, whatever they want to, you know, (laughs) call it rather than actually realizing that they don't have to do anything to be loved. They are just loved because they are who they are, alive. And they are, (laughs) we, none of us would be here if we weren't loved by someone, right? Someone had to care for us, especially through those first many tender years of, you know, infancy. And adolescence, for us to actually be adults, to where you're now listening and pouring yourself into becoming a better version of yourself. But that is a slippery slope, of course, as well, I did feel like uh, times there where I was working through Tony Robbins programs and traveling the world, because I felt like I had to become the best version of myself, the perfect version of myself, for my for, for me to be loved. Otherwise, I'd just be a disappointment. And I've really embraced that I am just loved because it's my divine right as being a human being and having fresh air in my lungs and having a, a heart that beats. That's what's so important is knowing that I'm loved no matter what. So the whole get enough to move on is so important because part of the pendulum that swung though is that I went from perfectionist to not caring about anything. But what I've really found is that when I'm a perfectionist, it was robbing me of being present. It's robbing me of actually because of constantly focusing on tweaking things and making sure that everyone else was okay, rather than actually enjoying the moment. Thus, So many times too, when I was focused on being a perfectionist, I wasn't making progress, I was literally touching up a painting that was done (laughs) weeks in advance, but I couldn't accept it. And I it was literally robbing my happiness. When I'm not progressing as a human being, I'm not, I'm just not happy. So I've got to progress to be happy. And then peace, man. Peace is so possible. But for those of us that are kind of recovering perfectionists, once you quote unquote, adapt, or adopt, I should say the get mo approach the the good enough to move on, you realize peace is possible. But as I learned in church, you just have to shake hands with life's imperfections. Because life is always going to be imperfect, life is always going to be uncertain. And I think so many of us, depending on whatever we've experienced when we were little, have have come on to believe that to be perfect would mean to not have problems, to have peace, to have uh, a great life. (laughs) But in a world that is constantly changing is always uncertain, we will never achieve that true happiness and peace, unless we accept the fact that life has its and will constantly be imperfect. There's not a straight line in nature. When you see a straight line it's only because of man. <laughs> Man-made. So I adapted adopted, jeez, that my morning routines don't have to be perfect, that good enough to move on is is great, and if I don't check off everything off my list, it doesn't matter doing at least one thing is better than not doing anything at all, which is where I was for a while, where I realized perfection isn't possible, so why even try? And instead I've had to focus more on pursuing excellence in everything that I do rather than perfection. So if you pursue excellence, but you're not attached to the outcome, then you're good. Right? Because expecting perfect in an imperfect world is a recipe for endless frustration. And that's just the truth. So anyways, I hope you enjoyed quick little uh, episode this week. love to hear your thoughts. Feel free to tag me in any social media. Feel free to share with your friends. Uh, Feel free to slip into my DMs or shoot me an email if any of this is, is good or if you have any questions or you disagree. I'm always open. So until we meet on our next episode, thank you for listening to the Becoming Kings podcast. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. That's it for this one and I want to thank you for listening. That you'd like to recommend or really just anything that you think I could improve upon, man, I thrive on constructive feedback. So hit me up with an email at podcast at johnnyking.com. Oh, and feel free to also subscribe to my YouTube channel. Connect with me on LinkedIn and follow me on Instagram at johnnyking and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Johnny King men's coach. Thanks again for joining me. I'll catch you next time.